just applied ourselves in the country for his yeah. purpose. Yeah. Your gracious wife and eternal father to him who come before your presence, saying that you are holy. Mm. You and you alone are worthy and worthy yes. to be called the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We come in your presence today, seeking your wisdom and your strength. Mm-hmm. It is you that gives us the wisdom and the power to live this Christian life pleasing in your sight. So Father God, remove all the distractions, remove all the outside noise, and let us be still that we might hear from you. For you and you alone It's the name of Jesus that we come to worship today. Mm-hmm. It's in that name that every knee will bend. It is in that name that demons tremble. Mm-hmm. It is in that name that we quiet ourselves yes. and we look to instructions yes. and direction to live this Christian life. So speak to your people today, and to me of myself, and fill me with your spirit, that your word might go forth with boldness and faith, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, 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 
Sometimes we just need to hear stop and the solitude with just me and God. And we go through these disciplines that we might live godly lives. Our first memory verse was 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. But refuse profane and old wives speak and exercise thyself unto godliness. If we want to exercise ourselves to godliness, we need to get rid of the distraction. We need to cut out the noise. <laughs> to, to turn to Colossians 3, verses 1 and 2. And it says, If ye then been risen with Christ, if you've been risen with Christ, if, if you've been born again, yes. if you've been regenerated, if you have accepted the atoning death of Jesus Christ, he, he's talking to believers. If you've been risen with Christ, if your sin has been given, then seek those things right. which are above. Right. right. If you're born again, seek those things that are above. Right. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. See, our focus has to be on Him. Yes, right. Set your affections on things above and not on things of the earth. See, see listen, I, I need to work every day, I, I need a place to live, yeah. I, I need food to eat. But my affection is on Christ. Right. I, I, I live in the world, but I'm not of the world. So, so, so the lords of this world don't have my attention. My affection is on him. Set your affections on things above. There's some stuff around here that gets this. Some days I'm telling you, mm -hmm. it grabs my attention and, yeah. and it takes me places I don't want to be. Yeah. And it keeps me there too long. Yeah. And I have to regroup it. No, my focus is there. My focus is on him. My focus, my focus is on where I'm going to spend all eternity. Because I've been risen with For I am dead, and my life is hid in Christ. I, I, I no longer have to be drawn to, to the lustful desires of my own love. Paul says it in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Yeah. Nevertheless, I live not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life I now live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm dead to the lords of this world. And my life is in Christ. When Christ, who is my life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. Yeah. When, when he appears, when he comes back, yeah. He, yeah. he's coming back with yeah. his church. Yeah. He's coming yeah. back with his people yeah. 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 to rule his reign. That's yeah. right. Look how John puts it. Look at First John chapter three. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. 
What, what matter of love? Right. With all the sin in my life, yeah. not yeah. only past but present and future, yeah. that I should be called the Son of God. Yeah. Therefore, the world knew us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know when he shall appear, we shall see as he is. For we and every man, boy, woman, and girl that had that hope, Purify their yeah, yeah. They, they, they exercise godliness in yeah. their life. Yeah. Amen? Amen. They, they, they exercise godliness. Yeah. Amen. And that's what we're called to do. That's right. That's why that was the first memory verse. Right. So we need to never forget that. That's right. We need to exercise godliness for our hope. And our game is on where we will be right. with Him. And we need to shed out the sin off of our life. We need to block out the noise. We, yeah. we need to yeah. Yeah. purify ourselves. Because He's holy. Peter said, therefore, you be holy. Right. We need to eliminate the noise. We need to get rid of distractions. That's always distracted. That's always going to be distracted. Yeah. And there's distractions because life's of a bunch of ups and downs. Yeah. There's more distractions when I'm on a high. Mm-hmm. Amen? That's true. When, when I just got a victory in my life. <laughs> when I overcame cancer and it went over in submission, when, 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 when I, I got control of my finances, then here comes the scratch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me give you an example or, or, or an illustration. Elijah is a perfect illustration. <coughs> turn, turn to. Uh, First Kings chapter 19. And let me just set it back. Elijah comes on the scene in First Kings 16. And, and, and during this time, there's a divided kingdom. And he, he's prophesied to the northern tribe, Israel. And Israel is in captivity in this bell worship. And he tells King Ahab that it ain't going to rain. For three and a half years, it ain't going to rain. And it don't rain. God shuts up the heavens. Sends them into the brook, Sheriff, where he's able to have some good drink. A raven comes and feeds on a daily basis until the brook dries up. And then he sends it to Zarephath. And he's fed by the widow that God had made. And then he comes back and tells King Ahab, it's going to rain. It's going to rain. And he says, come on, let's have a showdown at Mount Carmel. He has a showdown at Mount Carmel where Ahab and all the prophets of Baal cries out for rain. And Elijah's arrogant at this point. He's like, Where's your God? He, he must be in the bathroom somewhere. Because <laughs> he didn't go on a trip. And then it didn't rain. The more they cried out to their God. But Elijah takes the altar, soaks it down with water, and cries out to God. And So he's on a hump. Yeah. He's on a hump. But then we get to our text in verse 19. And Ahab tells Jezebel all that Elijah had done. 
And they thought how he had slain the pot with the sword. Then Jezebel, I don't know no woman named Jezebel. Then Jezebel sent a message to Elijah, saying, Let the gods do to me and more also. If I make not thy life as the life of one of them, but more about me. <laughs> she said, the threatening hit me today. Yeah. Yeah. What you did to the crops, I'm going to do to you by the mark. And when he saw that, he rose up for his life and came to that field, which belonged to Judah, and left his servants there. But he himself went a day's journey into the building. And came and sat down under the tree. And he requested for himself that he might die. And said, It is enough. Now, the Lord, take my life, for I am not better than my father. Now, go to, go to the skip forward to the uh, Verses 9 and 15. <coughs> he goes in the cave. And, and he came thither unto a cave, a place of isolation, and lies there. Behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said unto him, What does thou hear, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, stone down thy altar, and slain the prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left. And they seek my life to take it away. And he said, Go forth and stand <coughs> upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by in a great storm. And ripped the mountains and break it pieces uh, the rocks before the Lord, and the Lord was not in the wind. Yeah. And after that, the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after that, still, still. Amen. He, he sends him to a cave to be isolated, but he still sends a wind. He still sends an earthquake. He still sends fire. But he wanted him to hear a still small voice. Listen, the wind's going to keep blowing in your life. That's right. Incidents going to keep happening in your life. Yes, but you have to get some yes. and hear that still small yes. 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 You can't be distracted by the wind That's and right. the earthquake That's right. and the ups and downs in your life. Right. You got to be attentive to that still small voice. Right. He, he wants to talk to you. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he wants to be the one that has your attention. That's why he said, seek those things that are bad. Get rid of it because it's a distraction. And it was so that Elijah heard that he racked his face in his hand and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice. What do you hear? And he said, I have been jealous for the Lord God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant and stoned down thy altar and slain the prophets with the sword. And I, even I, only am thou, and they seek my life to take it away. And the Lord said to him, Go. Turn thy way to the wilderness 
you where. Listen to me. I still got work for you. Yes. Even when you think you're all alone, I still got work for you. Yes. Even when things are chaotic in your life, Amen. I still got something for you to do. Yes. Get rid of the distraction yes. and listen to me. Yes. Silence and solitude can be a bad privilege to be in worship. It, it can be an act of worship to just sit in silence. Sound like you're worshiping me. <laughs> Sound like you're Turn to Jeremiah 8, 14. Why do you sit still? Assemble yourself. Let us enter into a defense city. Let us be solid there. For the Lord our God has put us to violence and has given us water of gall to drink because we have sinned against the Lord. Sometimes you have to just sit and meditate and The Lord drives us to silence. Listen to how Isaiah puts it. Here, Isaiah, he's in the southern. This is divided kingdom. He's in Judah, the southern end. And and he's sitting under King Uzziah. And and Uzziah was one of the good kings. One of the other than David and Solomon was probably the best king. Uh, and in the year King Uzziah, I, I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. He said, "The year King Uzziah died, it was a time of mourning for the nation." It was a time of mourning for Isaiah. And he said, during this time of difficulty, during this time of mourning and grief, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. And his train filled the temple. And above it stood seraphims, each one having its wings. With twine they covered their face, and with twine they covered their feet, and with twine they did and one cried to another and said, Y'all something or holy, holy, holy. Lord God, Lord God of hosts, the whole earth is full of thy glory. And in the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then I, then said I, Whoa, it's me. I am undone because I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell among the people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord. See, 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 when I get quiet, and, 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 and when I get in the presence of God, I get to see myself for who I am. Yeah. I, I, I bet when, when he seen the Lord, he saw himself. Yeah. He, he seen how unclean he was against a holy yeah. God. God wants to show you you. Yeah. And he could only do that in silence. Because if you're anything like me, some days we think we all are. Yeah, true. No, that's true. We do. We do. But when Isaiah seen the Lord high when he seen him in his right place, he seen himself. Yeah. And just how defiled he was. Yeah. Just how unrighteous he was. 
is the story of your son. Yes, he does. Amen? Yes, he does. But, but I just but I just love it. Because when he showed me myself, he don't leave me. That's right. He, he don't leave me beat up because I am unclean. I am defiled. Yes, he does. He don't leave me there. He always, this presence always reminds me something. Yes. That he's a very present in the house. Because I'm, I'm so defiled, and because I'm in his presence, there's help, there's mercy, there's peace. Yes. <laughs> so turn to uh, yes. Psalm 46. And, and I know you. Your outline says verses 1 and 10, but we want to do verses 1 through 11. 1 through 11, not just 1 and 10. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we be, though the earth be moved, and though the mountains be carried in the midst of the sea, Though the waters roar and, and, and be troubled, though the mountains shake and swell, there God say that. And that word said that means just sit and pause and think on that. Though, though, though life keeps happening, though those heartaches keep coming, though disappointment keeps happening, though, though, though those sorrows keep coming, they're going to keep coming. But look what he said. That there's a river, a stream, wherefore shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. That there is a river. It reminds me of uh, the book of Revelation, chapter 20, where, where the new heaven and the new earth comes down. Mm -hmm. and, and, and there's no more sin. Yes. No more raging city. But in, in the new heaven and the new earth, there is a river. Yes. There is a river. That will, will, that, that, that for the hill of the nation. That, that there is a river that makes glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. I don't care how stormy your life may get, there's a river. Yes. That makes glad the city of God's people. Keep on going. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God should, should help her. And that right earth that he raised, the kingdoms moved. He, uh, he utters his voice and the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. God, the God of Jacob, is our refuge. No matter how hard life gets, you need to know that God is with you. Yes. That He's a very present help. And if you get in solitude and seek Him, you would find Him. Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolation he has made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease until the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He, he burneth the chariot with fire. And here's our number. Be still and know that I am God. I, I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still. Be still. And know. Have sure confidence that he is God. That he is sovereign. That he has control of all things. That all things were made by him and all things consist for him. And by him he holds all things by the power of his word. Yes, he does. Be still 
children know. He will be exalted. That one day every knee is going to bow and every big time is going to confess. The Lord Lord of hosts is above. The God of Jacob is our protection. Be still and know. Be still. We need to have times of retreat and times of restoration. We need to have those things. Life is too little. We can have little mini retreats. You know, this is a little minute or two. We are such a busy, busy, busy schedule. You know, we, we, we blow through the very light. And we need to stop. Don ain't here no more. But why not take that time to reflect on how good the Lord's been doing that day? Or just to seek and ask him for directions on what he needs you to do next. Just take that little minute at the red light. And think about him. Cut the radio off some days. And then we need our different times of the day. We need a quiet time of the day. You know, it needs to be daily that you seek his presence. I mean, you don't have to do it like me. My time is 3, 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. You don't have to do it. It works for me. Nobody's begging for my attention. Because <laughs> once Miss Ivers get up, it's all over. It's all over. <laughs> you know? But that's so it works for me. For, for, for a stay at home mom, new might be better. Evening might be better. But you need to have some set aside dedicated time to spend with the Lord. He, he wants to talk to you. He wants to help you. And then we have to have these getaways. If it's, if it's not but just walking in the park by yourself and hear nature and, and God speak to you. Every now and then you ought to get by yourself. I had a wonderful time last year at retreat and, and the lesson we were going to and, and Larry kept breaking us off and every time we would discuss something, he would say, now go find a little place and sit by yourself yeah. and think about it. And come back and kind of like, how did the Lord help? Did, didn't that work? Did, yeah. it, did something yeah. good to me? Yeah. Just a little getaway. Yeah. And then we need to have the Holy Spirit. See, it gives you a picture of, of the, the priest. The priest wanted the holy, holy on the day of atonement that he might pray for the nation. Yeah. So some days you ought to get into your prayer closet, and, and, and it ain't just about you and the Lord. It, 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 it's about your children. Yeah. That you ought to pray for your children. Yeah. It, it ain't just about you and your house. Maybe you ought to be praying for your church. Yeah. Right. That they might be the church of God. Yes. That they might learn how to love one another. Yes. Yes. That they might learn how to forgive one another. Yes. That they might walk worthy of the calling that they're called to. And most importantly, we ought to pray for a nation. Yes. I ain't never seen the political arena the way it is today. And I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. It's just a mess. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. 
And we ought to pray for it. The church ought to step up. The people of God ought to step up. You ought to know that there's a river that can calm the political run. So there ought to be tons of restoration tons of rejoicing when we plan for the self of others and we ought to seek God's will in all those areas Jesus had to seek his will turn turn to Luke no no before we go there and, and just on these retreats, and, and I know you're, uh, it's a misprint in the bulletin. It's not Karen Paul, it's my fault. I sent her the wrong bird. I sent her Matthew 6. It's actually Mark 6. Okay? So it's Mark 6. And, and, and look at verses 6 to 13. The bulletin just said 31, but I'm going to do 6 to 13. And he marveled because of them. Okay. And he marveled because of unbelief. And he went around about the village teaching. Seven is really where I'm going to start. And he called unto him the twelve and began to send them forth two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits and commanded them that they should take nothing for their journey. They staff, no script, no bread, no money, in their purse, but be shod with sandals and put on and put not on two shoes. And he said unto them, And what place soever you enter into their house and abide there and depart from that place, and whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear you, when you depart thence, shake off the dust under your feet for a testimony against them. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in that day of judgment than for that city. And they went out and preached that men should repent. And they cast out many devils and anointed them with oil that they were sick and healed them. So here, this is where Jesus sent out the twelve. Okay? And he went out and did, and he cast out devils and did all that. But verse 31 says, when they came back, and he said to them, come yourself apart to a desert place and rest a while. For there were men coming and going, and they had no rest, no leisure, so much as Because of what they were listen, sometimes ministry gets busy. Sometimes life gets busy. And he tells them, you need to go and take rest. You need to rejuvenate. You need to spend time with the Lord. You have to take time for yourself. Right. Listen, people will wear you out if you let them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you let them. They were coming because they were getting something that they needed. Jesus always resorted to get away from the crowd because they're always at you. <laughs>
This is this is Jesus calling his twelve disciples. You you know when we were going through the different uh, disciples groups, we want the missionary, the congregation, the twelve. So you know Jesus had the the multitude when he fed the five thousand. Then it was always smaller disciples, which were the seventy. So he always had disciples, but these twelve. He named them apostles. And this is what we see here. And it came to pass in those days that he, he went out into a mountain to pray. So, so Jesus had to get along and continue all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called unto him the disciples. And of them he chose twelve. Okay? So it had to be more. It had, had to be at least the seventy if not more, the multitude, and he called twelve, and also named them apostles. It was Simon, whose surname, or, or whose also name is Peter, and Andrew, his brother, and James, and John, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, the son of Alphys, and, and, and Simon, the, the zealot. Judas, the brother of James, and Judas Iscariot, which also was betrayed. So Jesus, even before he named the twelve, had to get alone with God. Yes. Yes. And pray. Because he knew he was going to pour his life into these twelve men. That, that, that's why we talk about discipleship here. Yeah. That's right. Because we ought to be pouring our lives in other people. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I've had some folks pour their lives and their spiritual lives into me. Yeah. And I too ought to be pouring my life into others. Yeah. Paul told Timothy in, in 2 Timothy 2 2, he said, And the things you've heard and seen of me. He commits out to faithful men that would be able to teach others also. This thing, you can't keep it to yourself. You 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 got to be getting from some people and giving to some yeah, people. Yeah. 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 And I thank God for the people that was in my life and poured into my life. Spiritual. I had some, some other folks that pour some foolishness into my life and got me in a world of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I thank God for the ones that put some spiritual things in my life. Yeah. And one of the first ones that are actually here today, Pastor Scott, here today, he, he was one of the ones that first got me excited about the Bible. Amen. Amen. And I'll never forget that. And I hope I'm passing that down to some other folks. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Dr. King poured into my life. Yeah. Pastor Davis poured into my life. And we're pouring into one another's life. Yes, that's right. Yes. yes. That's right. Yeah. Because yeah. we want to seek the will of God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's something. Sometimes God will send you into silence and solitude to teach you how to deal with conflict. Yeah. To teach you how to deal with conflict. Listen, life ain't always easy. No, that's right. And, and, and you're going to run into opposition. That's right. Especially if you live in this Christian life. Mm -hmm. And you've got to know how to deal with conflict. Jesus had to deal with conflict. Look, right. so, turn to Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 to 4. And I'll probably go further, but let's just start there. <laughs> but but here, here's Jesus in his beginning of his ministry. Right after John the baptizer baptized him, his cousin baptized him in the Jordan. And, and the dove came from heaven and landed on his shoulder. And the voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I'm well pleased. 
and the verse says, then Jesus was led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Who led him? The spirit of God led him to a desert place to be tempted of the devil. That, that kind of threw me off guard for the man. Why would God send me to the place to tempt to be tempted of the devil? See, the devil tempts me. God wants to test me. God wants me to know what's in me. That if he's in me, who could be against me? If God is for you, who could be against you? So it's the spirit that leads him in the world. And Satan always wants to attack you when you're most wrong. Here he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and was Last month I fasted for three days and was about to lose my mind. <laughs> 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 and when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, as if he was, if thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be heard. <laughs> But he answered and said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth. He said, It is written. Listen, as a preacher of the gospel, I have but one choice. I ain't got but one choice. Just imagine if a doctor only had one choice to be saved. Just a, a, imagine if a mechanic had one tool to fix your car. With all the electronics in the car today. But as professing Christians, we have one choice. It is written. The word of God. It is written. It is written. Yeah. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Yeah. Then, then the text goes on and says he, he takes him to the pinnacle of the temple <laughs> and telling him to throw that stuff down because it is written that angels would catch them. Lest thy feet fall upon a stone. And Jesus comes back and says, It is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord. It is written. It is written. And then he takes him to a higher pinnacle and shows him all the kingdoms of the world. And said, I'll give you all of them if you just bow down to me. He said, it is written, God shall serve the Lord thy God and him only. Amen. It is written, it is written, it is written. Yes. 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 That's our tool. That's our weapon. We don't need tricks, we don't need gadgets. That's right. That's right. We need the unadulterated word of yes. God. Let's fight on that. Yeah. And that's why we started this series with Bible Wednesday. Yes. So you need to get alone with God. Get alone with this weapon. No. Because the wind's going to keep on blowing. Yeah. Earthquakes going to keep on coming. Yeah. And fire going to keep on burning. Yeah. Yeah. But my soul 
is the anchor in the word of God. For the word, Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the bottom of sunder, soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and concerner of the thought and the intent. It's a two-edged sword. Yeah. Not only do I read it, it reads me. That's why Isaiah can say, I am undone. And I dwell amongst the people that are undone. Because this word reads me as I read it. So be still and know that we have a God that loves God. And no matter what's going on in your life, he's a very present So get along with him. Whether it's a mini retreat, whether it's a minute, whether it's a week, spend your daily time, develop that. Come before him, not only about you, but your family. Come before him, yeah. and because of this nation we're in. Yeah. Yeah. One of the reasons our nation is the way it is because the church has been solid. Yeah, that's right. Because we haven't been disciplined enough to seek to seek his way. Set your affection. If, if, if you've been risen with Christ, set your affection on things above. If you have not been risen with Christ, seek Amen. Cry out to him. He will let no wise cast you up. But if you've been risen with him, seek Get familiar with him. He loved you and he died for you. May the Lord bless you.